I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Alrighty, well, hello, Madigan. Hello, Keegan. Is it even, like, okay for me to ask you how you're doing today? Because I feel like that's such a loaded question at this moment. It's such a loaded question, and we also talked earlier today... um, Last week, or I guess on Monday, our period episode came out and I was talking about the fact that I was um, I was going to get my period like any day, sure enough, and it's like in full swing. And I did something to my neck last night where I like can't move my head really. Um, so you're not doing great is what you're trying to get across. I'm doing moment. really awful. Like I feel really sick and like not. Well, I mean, I felt really sick earlier and you were like, drink wine for both of us. And I was like, I don't think I can. And like now I feel well enough at least that I've had like a glass of wine and, you know, things like that, even though I know that's not going to be helpful. But um, I mean, look, sometimes it's more of a mental thing. Like, honestly, yesterday I did. I know only six days in I did um, break dry January on account of the Civil War. Okay, Um, yeah, that makes sense. So I had two glasses of wine last night and woke up with the worst headache this morning. And I was like, all right, going back to not. Yeah. Okay. Can I just start this whole episode and conversation by saying just how long have we been saying that this is coming? Like we have been (laughs) waiting for this civil war to erupt for four years like this is so we've been saying this to each other and on the show for so long and it came like it happened 
It's not super surprising. Oh, no. Okay, so let's let's start. Usually we end with the good news, but I think it's important to actually start with this because I think it fed into and leads into everything else. Yes, definitely. Um, we did flip the Senate. Yeah. Which is huge, monumental, incredible. We won well, Georgia. The Georgia runoffs were on Tuesday. And with a black man and a Jewish man. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's incredible. In a very red state... Like, I, I really, I think that, you know, I was so happy at that point in my morning and I was like off to uh, my little like kitchen work area where I was doing notes for the show and things like that. And I knew that the electoral count was starting and my mom just texted me and she was like, this is insane. Turn up, like, go back to the TV. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So... So, yeah. Okay. So let me wrap this up first. So yes, we did flip do. the Senate. Democratic Senator-elect um, Reverend Raphael Warnock won his race against Kelly Leffler, who oh <laughs> in a rally to try and like rally support before the election. Um, Trump had a, a whole rally in Georgia, I think in Georgia, where he introduced Kelly Leffler as Karen Leffler. Amazing. Oh um, she trailed Warnock by tens of thousands of votes, so she has conceded. Um, John Ossoff has defeated incumbent GOP Senator David Perdue. Um, Perdue has not conceded yet, but he does trail by 40,000 votes. Yeah. 99% of the votes have been counted. So there's really no conceivable way that he could win at this point. Right. So the two victories mean that Democrats will have party control of the Senate as well as Congress now. So we will have a Democrat president, Senate, and Congress. Can you believe? It's it's wild. I, did, it's, I really didn't think that that would happen. I really didn't. I thought that that was going to be our biggest hurdle with this first term, at least, of presidency with Joe Biden was going to be having to battle the Senate like I, I'm in a bit of disbelief well, I mean no, I shouldn't say disbelief because I know that I, I personally really liked each candidate and I felt empowered because of how Georgia performed during the presidential election but at the same time you know hope is minimal these days when it comes to politics yes. you know it's, yeah you take I mean, little I, by little I think that there are a couple of reasons for it. I think one, <laughs> all of the organizers, Stacey Abrams and all oh of the organizers God. in Georgia working so hard to make sure that people um, felt like they could vote. Um, My God, really, I mean, really amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fought voter suppression so hard in that state. Um, black activists, especially in Georgia, did such an incredible job. And then on top of everything else, Trump played himself like he made the $2,000 stimulus checks uh, a big kind of talking point, uh, which then, of course, the left clung to and said, uh -huh. hey, if you get these senators in and we have a Democratic uh, Senate, we'll get you those $2,000 checks. So right. money is a huge motivator for people. And then all over Trump's Twitter, since he lost the election uh, and the Georgia governor refused to find votes for him mm -hmm. essentially he was telling his followers on twitter like well we can't trust the election process you guys shouldn't vote in the senate elections right, right. so he really played his own party he he really did i mean and he's played his party throughout this entire election by setting up the fact that it was going to be rigged to begin with and i mean the fact that there was the outpouring of support that he has is staggering but i wonder if there were so many more people that might have been 
wanting to vote for Trump that maybe we're not as inclined to even in the presidential election. And I definitely think that because he played that hand so much stronger before the Georgia runoff that he definitely, definitely like he 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 wasted it like he totally fucked up. Yeah, yeah. He underestimated the organizers in Georgia. And then, you know, everything that he was saying completely disenfranchised his base from wanting to come out and vote. So, you know, suck. Sorry about you. (laughs) So I feel like tensions were already running high on Wednesday because it was clear that Democrats were going to take the Senate, essentially. Um, So on Wednesday, Congress was convening to count the Electoral College votes. So we had these two things happening, right? Yeah. Uh, like where Congress pretty is- much like a half an hour after all the news about confirming uh, Warnock. Is that his last name? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't remember. Is it Warnock? Yeah, you're right. Reverend mm-hmm. Warnock? Yes. Okay, thank you. And mm-hmm. it was like 30 minutes after that, after he was confirmed on CNN. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get a little bit of work done. It's probably not going to be like too crazy right away. And then I think it was a half an hour later. Right. It was well, fast. Trump, Trump held a Save America rally, right. which he had always said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. He's been saying that for a long time, that he was going to do that on Ju- uh, January 6th. Yeah, it's been very it's been very well organized online and, you know, talks of, you well, know. Yeah, well organized in quotes. But yeah. Right. Like, but I mean, like by by the supporters, you know, going to be at that rally and things like that. Yes. Yeah. So he held this quote, save America rally at a park near the white house. Um, and he spoke to his followers. Yeah. I don't even like calling them supporters because it really feels like a cult at this point. That's a really great point. They really are just his followers and he's Twitter obsessed too. They're just his followers. Yeah. 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 They would do anything. He could do, he could do anything. They would do anything for him as evidenced. Um, yeah. But he spoke to them oh, for an God, hour. That's so and scary s- to think about. Yes, it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm is. sorry. Like, I know it's like a little dumb Madigan, but like, God, like, I just think of like fucking Jonestown when when it's worded like that. You know what I mean? It's just horrifying. Yeah. We'll talk about our feelings um, <laughs> kind of at the end yeah. of like where this is headed. Yeah, yeah. But nowhere good no. uh, is my feeling. So he spoke to them for more than an hour and he was insisting that the election had been stolen mm-hmm. as he has been. You know, Acosta, who's a CNN reporter, he was saying that Trump is completely obsessed with the election. That's all he thinks about. It's all he talks about. Definitely. And I would say, as someone who has been um, spying on him on Twitter, I don't, that, that's true. I it's, don't know it, all how he talks about. you do that. I have never at any point during his presidency been able... I mean, I'm not a Twitter person in general, as you all know very well. Um, but I can't... I cannot get myself to follow him on any platform of any kind. I just don't want to oh, see I don't any of the him. stupid... I couldn't even... I'm not going to go out of my way to look at it like I just read the big ones in the paper I don't know I can't not in the paper I'll read them online you know what I mean the the virtual paper yeah exactly Um, I I will say this I think that monitoring him on Twitter has actually given me so much more understanding um than I had before it's not something that sounds maddening it, it does fill me with some anxiety but before I was on his Twitter, I was like, there is no way that there are this many people who are thinking this or whatever. No. And since yeah. being on there, 
It's so clear to me how we got into the position that we are in now. There are some articles, um, good articles that you can read. You can, I'm sure, search for them online about how the internet and social media facilitated what happened um, yesterday for us, but Wednesday for everybody listening at the Capitol. um, Because immediately you just see people decide on something and then everyone on that side takes it, they run with it, and that's their line. It's a mob mentality, but in the virtual age, which is really a a very, very scary thing because it doesn't take everybody necessarily being in one place at one time physically for all of that to start. Like, that's kind of what I was saying with it being organized. It was just, it's this insane online world where it suddenly all came together in real life and it just became freaking horrifying and then the mob mentality took over once everybody was there in one place mm-hmm. with all of that anger you well know? yeah i mean it kind of of course it did because trump had tweeted you know like i said he had tweeted previously yeah. um on december 19th quote big protest in dc on january 6th be there be wild exclamation Ugh. point um, and then during his unhinged speech on yeah. wednesday to his supporters he said Quote, and after this, we're going to walk down there and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down to the Capitol and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them because you'll never take back our country with weakness. We have to show strength and you have to be strong. These are his words directly. And where was he during all of this? Oh, he fucked right off. Like, well, yeah, he, of course. But like fucking where? Like, I, I don't know where he went. I think to the White House. I think he went back to the White House and held himself up. Oh um, but he told them, I'm going to be, be with there you. with I'm going to walk with you. Yeah. And then he totally abandoned them. Completely. Um, at 1 p.m., lawmakers gathered in the House of Representatives. I'm giving a timeline because I really want people to understand how quickly this happened. It, definitely. Um, At 1 p.m., lawmakers gathered in the House of Representatives chamber to start counting the Electoral College votes. At 1.10, so 10 minutes later, Mm -hmm. rioters began gathering on the Capitol steps. At 1.26, Capitol Police ordered the evacuation of the Library of Congress, Madison Building, and Cannon House Office Building on Independence Avenue across from the Capitol. So that happened in less than half an hour. It was that quick. I heard a really great piece, and I... It was so, I heard just part of it before the commercial came on the radio, so I have no idea what this was from, but I want to say it might have been something taken from NPR, but it was, from what I gathered, maybe like a reporter or a member of the media that was in with the Senate when all of this happened, kind of describing everything from when someone came in and grabbed Pence out of his chair to when Amy Klobuchar stood up and everyone, you know, got quiet and she explained that, you know, that there was a shot fired and suddenly everybody having to hide and then being escorted and talking about the fact that, you know, they would go through these tunnels that were meant to be, you know, heavily guarded and safe, but they had been, um, stormed through as well so then they would have to turn around and find these other way these other ways out um, you know so kind of describing the chaos of just trying to find safety you know yeah it, it really yeah. It, it, the the way it's described in the image of just Mike Pence being grabbed from his chair it, it really is it happened so so fast and the level of extremism went from like zero to 100 so fast as well. Oh, it, zero to 100. So, you know, again, they gathered at one o'clock. 
at 146, uh, Representative Elaine Luria, who's a Democrat from Virginia, she mm-hmm. tweeted that they were being evacuated after reports of a pipe bomb was were outside uh-huh. and said, quote, supporters of the president are trying to force their way into the Capitol and I can hear what sounds like multiple gunshots. So that's 45 minutes in uh-huh. to this to this um, situation. At 2.11, the rioters breached police lines on the west side of the Capitol, uh, and it's around this time that you start seeing all those images of them scaling walls, like literally climbing over the walls. And I can't stress enough. Okay, so at 2.22, that's when President Mike Pence um, had been escorted out of the Senate chamber. And I can't stress enough how fucking insane it is that the current vice president as well as the vice president elect Uh Kamala Harris were both in the fucking building. Yep. And this happened. Yeah. It is insane that this was allowed to happen. Like it's crazy that they weren't put down harder. That's the thing for me that blows my mind because you know when when we're talking about things like secret service and i mean police in general like we we've seen evidence of it especially you know with all the examples this summer of the peaceful protests you know the reaction of you know the national guard and the police and things like that and obviously the response to um these terrorists yesterday was completely different if if this was for any other if if this was any other organization or group of people that did this the death count would be astronomical like i just to be quite honest i don't understand how it wasn't (laughs) how it wasn't i mean i do from the perspective of like we just have an incredible double standard in this yeah. country between white people and everybody else. But logistically um, speaking, as far as the the damage that was done compared to, you know, well, lighting, a, who was lighting a target on fire compared to breaking into the Capitol where we have, you know, the top leaders of our country right now who are in there doing work and... Uh, Oh, God. Like it. Right. This is a national security crisis. Yeah. Like, it's how does Secret Service not just take everybody? Like, isn't that their job? Like, isn't it like police are supposed to, supposed to, you know, calm a situation down? Isn't Secret Service just supposed to like eliminate the threat? Well, my guess is that if there was Secret Service there to protect, Pence that they were probably busy trying to get him out of the building. Well, what about National Guard? Um, what are they? The National Guard wasn't deployed until much, much, much later, and not even by the president. But like, I thought we Mike Pence deployed the National Guard. I thought that they were because I was watching the news Mm-mm. the night before. Who who was already there then? Because there was was it just, just the Capitol, Capitol Police? Security? Yeah, it was just the Capitol Police. I who really were there. thought that I heard something. I must be wrong, but I really thought that I heard the night before that the no, National Guard I, was going to be there. I'm they wrong. were there, but they didn't get there yeah. until much later. Right. There was a lot of criticism over how late um, they actually ended up being deployed because the president is supposed to deploy the National Guard in a situation like this, and he didn't. Um, And also, you know, so all this is going down. It's very scary. You're already starting to hear from people inside what's happening. Pence has already been escorted out uh, for his own safety. And two minutes after Pence is escorted out, Trump tweets, quote, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our constitution, giving states a chance to certify 
by a corrected set of facts, not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones, which they were asked to previously certify. USA demands truth. Now, if that doesn't sound like a rallying cry to your people... um, because you, I mean, he had to have had some idea of what was happening at that he point. He knew. He knew. And so for There's him re- to stoke honestly, the flames. I honestly feel like that's, I, I mean, I shouldn't say that's why he wasn't there because I feel like he might not have been there to begin with. But I feel like there's a reason that he was so far away from it. And I know, I know there are people around him that are aware of everything that's going on. And we're aware of what's going on in some way, shape, or form. The people around him know and should be informing him. Yeah, yeah. So rioters made it made their way into the chamber at about 2.47. Um, at 2.55, Representative Tim Burchett, who's a Republican from Tennessee, texted, shots fired. At 3.34 p.m., CBS reported that a woman was in critical condition after being shot in the neck inside the Capitol. Should we pause and talk about that for a moment? About the woman yes. who was shot and killed? Because that was a, a fascinating tale to me you know discovering this woman's identity uh she was in the air force for a very long time Mm -hmm. um served for the u.s military and kind of got sucked into these you know QAnon right-wing conspiracies and completely became hooked and addicted to it like there are videos online that are absolutely horrifying of this woman screaming mm-hmm. about Ashley Babbitt was yes, her name Ashley Babbitt mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know if we were going to name her or not so thank you for making that decision I mean um, yeah yeah she's I, I don't I, I'm walking a fine line here because you know it's I'm, I'm never pleased when somebody's life is taken from them um, that wasn't, you know, I'm sure that's not what she had thought that morning when she made those horrible decisions that that's how her day was going to end. And I know that there is so much brainwashing involved with all of these people that I, I really want to be careful with how I, I speak about her. But at the same time, such a fucking traitor. Like, I just, there's such an anger where it's like this person who is supposed to have protected us and have been what a true patriot is having turned so violently against our own government is such is such a shocking thing to see well the thing is these people think they're patriots that's part of the problem Um, but i have it is difficult anthony and i spent a lot of time talking about this last night because i have empathy for I try and find empathy for everyone. Of course. Right. And especially with having people in my family who have been sucked in by this shit. I don't think anyone deserves to die. Well, and I don't think anything brainwashed. Yeah. I don't think anything positive comes from being hateful towards these people. I think it's fine to have a lot of anger and feelings, but I, I agree. It doesn't get us anywhere by. However. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what I will say is she had talked you know, about um, base essentially going to war. That was her plan yeah. yesterday was to go to war against the United States government. And, um, and she if died. that's what's going to happen, y- you have to prepare for that. Yeah. You have to prepare to die. Um, and in fact, again, it is incredible that more of them weren't put down I'm, like that. I'm amazed that it wasn't immediate 
carnage. I, I really am. Like the videos of everybody breaking in and even the video that was shown on CNN of the woman being killed, um, you know, they they were telling these people to stop. Like, you listen to the people that work at the fucking Capitol. Right, to stop. she kept coming. She kept going. And I'm not, it's just, what the fuck? What, what, what do you think is going to happen? Like, that's a lot of trust. <laughs> but right. then again, well, but then I mean, again, those were the same people that are were walking that lady down the stairs at the end of it, making sure she got down all right, you know? Everything about the way that these terrorists yeah. um, behaved at the Capitol shows an extreme amount of entitlement and privilege. Mm-hmm. They really didn't think that anything was going to happen to them. Um, <laughs> very little actually did happen to them. But when things did happen to them, they were so surprised. That's what I like, was going to say. They, the one thing that I heard from a journalist was like the biggest thing that she noticed was that people were so shocked when they were, you know, being met with force or they were trying to argue with the police. Like, why aren't you on our side? Like, I don't understand. And she did say that that was something that was um, universal, as she sees at most protests, you know, people asking the police why they aren't on the other side, you know, and then seeing genuine shock when force begins to happen, which obviously you would be, I don't know. I mean, I guess even if you're geared for war, I would still be shocked and scared shitless in that moment. Yeah, I mean, of course you're scared, but you shouldn't be surprised. No, like, definitely that's the thing not. Is yeah. like, you shouldn't be surprised. You knew what you were doing. You, but these people think that because Donald, Trump, I, I, this is my assumption, I guess, that they would think that maybe there is some sort of safety because they are speaking on behalf of the president. You know, like I've seen some people that were interviewed where they're like, we wanted to get in there and have our voices heard and blah, blah, blah. So they have this idea that they're going in to be the voice oh, for yeah, the president. So to, maybe to them, they have this idea that they will be, yeah, they, they the police aren't going to turn on them because they're going to be protected by the police and maybe even escorted in to get there. You know, to me, that seems like that would be more their mentality going into that situation. I don't know. I don't know. I think if that was any of their mentality, then they're all very, very stupid. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm just saying like to me, like they were breaking windows. They were scaling walls. They were pulling weapons like the the hubris to think that you wouldn't be put down. Well, but the thing is, is is that these people were live. There was a. I wrote this in my notes. I'm going to talk about other, other things. But there were guys that were live streaming. There were people that were posting things on No, they were massively Facebook. stupid. There was, um, he was a West Virginia delegate that delegate that was just, uh-huh. um, you know, brought in. that Sworn was, in, that, yeah. Thank you. God, my brain. <laughs> that, um, I'm in a lot of period pain, so I did have to smoke a bowl before I did this. <laughs> I'm not high, but like, if my brain goes spasmy for a second, maybe that's why. Um but he was just sworn in and he live streamed the entire thing. Mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. what, where do you find the audacity? Where is that kind of audacity well, and that these people have where they can put themselves on the internet and live stream it and do things that are so heinous against 
our country and our government and think that like they're going to be protected. That's why I truly believe that these people don't have the wherewithal to think that they're going to be fought against. I think they thought that they were going to be protected. The thing that's so I don't I think we're searching for rationality in something that really isn't rational (laughs) um, because I have to I've seen it once again, like on social media. um, (laughs) I've seen people bend over backwards, even on our Instagram. I knew immediately where this was going. I got on Trump's um, Twitter while this was going down, while he was tweeting. And in the comments already at that time, there were people saying this wasn't Trump supporters. It was Antifa. This was this was actors, Antifa actors, Black Lives Matter activists acting like like Trump supporters. It wasn't us. We wouldn't do that. And then you have people live streaming. You have people getting on Twitter saying, no, it was us. Um, You have proof. There is so much proof that it is astonishing. Like uh, you cannot. You're not safe on the internet today. If you are putting your face on the internet, somebody very quickly is going to find out everything about you. Somebody went to high school with you. Somebody knows your shit. There's an Instagram page called Homegrown Terrorists. Yes. I highly recommend everybody go follow it. Highly recommend. Um, It's basically they're just sending out pictures of stills from videos and pictures that were taken at the Capitol Mm -hmm. um, and saying, can you help identify this person? Uh, We found out that Britney Spears' ex-husband, Jason Alexander, yeah, that's his name, right? He was there um, and they've outed a ton of people. But that's the thing is you have all of these Trump supporters saying it wasn't us, it was Antifa, but at the same time saying, but we support what happened. And then it's like, okay, well, you can't have both if you condemn Antifa, but you're like, but we like that they did this in Trump's name. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. Um, But anyway, at 417, in a tweeted video, Trump said, I watched this when it happened. Um, I saw it. They put it on CNN. He said, in part, because the video lasted over a minute, yeah. quote, I know your pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election. and Everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. So go home. We love you. You're very special. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. <laughs> so I hate him so much. Yeah, he was obviously told by his handlers, you need to put out a statement telling people to go home. And he did tell them to go home. But at the same time, he stoked the flames by doubling down down on the fact that you're right to feel angry. This is righteous anger. Um, We won. We know we won. And you're the special ones. You're special. You're the loved loved ones. They're terrorists. Terrorist, like, and people- he is a cult leader. He is a cult leader. If that is a cult leader speech, if I have ever heard one, that members is members of Congress speech. were having to be escorted out of the chamber wearing special masks, yeah, in case there were um, tear gas or any other yeah. kind of like airborne. Like, that's what happened. And he's imagine you're in Congress, you're AOC. This has just happened, right? Yeah. And you watch the president of the United States tell the people who did that to you, I love you. Yeah. Disgusting. Insane. Absolutely Absolutely. twisted and disgusting and evil. Yeah, it doesn't. It was insane. So he continued to tweet. um, I sent you the final straw tweet that he tweeted. It was something again, just kind of reinforcing the idea. Very incendiary. 
um, yeah, that they that this election was stolen from them. And it was at that point that Twitter banned the president from tweeting for 12 hours. Now, listen, too fucking little too late. But I mean, too late. Like, look, I'm glad that they did it so that it couldn't go any further. Uh Um, However, the fact that it wasn't enough for Twitter to be labeling all of his things as like, this has been disputed or whatever, as they have been since the election, they needed to not allow him a platform at all, because it was that platform that created this exactly in the first place it was his ability to say whatever he wants spread whatever kind of lies he wants yeah um, and not to, and to have followers. no regulation whatsoever except for a warning at the top that nobody that follows him cares is, about cares about because no. th- there's the idea that the media is is wrong and so if you know the media or twitter mm-hmm. is censoring him in some way that's only adding fuel to that fire like in in fact they etched murder the media in the walls of Congress. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah. 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 Like, like there's there's no their their way of thinking with their intake of information is not the same as a regular human being. Like there a tiny little warning is not going to prevent somebody from believing everything that the president says. So while it seemed, I mean, to me at the time when it was first implemented, it seemed like something good and great, but in the long run does nothing. And especially it was when necessary. we knew I, that something was going to happen, like we knew something was going to happen. He needed right. to be more highly regulated 100%. Twitter shutting down his page um, needed to happen yesterday. Like, I'm glad they did it. It had to happen. Yeah. Because he, someone had to stop him from doing any more damage than he had already done. So I'm glad that they did that. However, it should have been done so much sooner. Um, It it, it was just, the damage has been done. And I've been saying it on this show that the threat to our democracy was at an all-time fucking high. And like, why didn't people do more? Yeah. I mean, it's been it's been at an all-time high and it's been but it's been boiling slowly for the last 4 years. I mean, and beyond since the beginning of his run for presidency this time. You know, it's been this slow boil and he's been feeding this fire for so long and this was kind of the final act where, you know, it's crazy to me that it took something this insane to turn more people kind of like I thought it was so insane that it took you know the footage of him trampling protesters to take a photo with a bible in front of a church during the protest this summer it's just it's beyond me even the FBI though said they said that like the period between the election and the inauguration was going to be the most dangerous period of time definitely Um, but it's been starting forever (laughs) It was this was inevitable. It was so inevitable to be but, now. And I and I don't know how have we to be prepared. inevitable. It didn't have to be inevitable. Exa- That's exactly. The thing, exactly. It's like there was there were so many opportunities to lessen the damage. Um, and every single person, Republicans who sided with him even for a fucking moment, who allowed these false ideas of a fraudulent election that was stolen from the Republicans allowed that to permeate even for a moment. Yeah. All of those people are just as fucking guilty Mm -hmm. um, and should be tried for sedition as far as I'm concerned. All of them. And the fact that there were still so many Republicans that continued to side 
with them throughout the night when we were seeing the electoral college vote finally being counted much later in the evening. The fact that there were still so many objections was such a disgusting thing to see. I mean, to even hear kind of, you know, the not really boos, but like murmurs, you know, amongst people whenever somebody objected. You know what I mean? Right. So they basically had a vote um, whether or not to certify the electoral college in Arizona for that state specifically. Right. Um, there were a handful of people who said, you know, I, I don't want to certify <laughs> this. There was um, there were more people earlier in the day and there were a lot of there were a lot of senators that backed out. Right. Including Kelly Leffler. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Ted Cruz didn't. Ted Cruz did not. So he stuck. He's, he stuck on the dark side, um, which honestly feels like career suicide to me. But you do you. I mean, I'm okay with that. If he goes away forever, I would have no problem with that. But it, it was it was disgusting. He's not going to go away forever, and neither is Trump. No. Like that's the problem. Um, but okay, so to continue on with the day at yeah. 8 p.m., Congress reconvened to resume counting the electoral college uh-huh. votes. Um, they got back together and did their job yeah. as they said that they were going to do. In the aftermath, there were five people dead, including a Capitol police officer who died today, uh, Thursday. And at least 68 people arrested. So the D.C. police chief, Robert Conti, said that in addition to the woman who was shot by Capitol Police, there were two men and one woman who died in separate medical emergencies. Mm-hmm. Um, there were at least 14 of Conti's officers were injured during the demonstrations. One of them passed away. There were two pipe bombs recovered, one in the Democratic National Committee and the other in the Republican National Committee. Um Police made at least 68 arrests, 41 of them on Capitol grounds. And only one of those that was detained was actually from D.C. Everybody else was from out of town. So um, just chaos. Absolute fucking chaos. chaos. I mean, the photos of there's one photo of a man who is wearing some sort of um, anti-Semitic phrase Mm -hmm. on it. And next to him is a guy holding part of Nancy Pelosi's, you know, sign in her office saying House Speaker. Like, it's just, it was, it was chaos. The the Vikings, the, I didn't know that the meme Pepe the Frog had been taken by Oh, yeah, right-wingers. yeah, yeah. I mean, the, in fact, the guy who created Pepe the Frog actually had to kill off his own creation, made a comic book where Pepe had a funeral and everything because he didn't intend for his creation to become yeah. um, basically a right-wing meme. And it did. Yeah. Yeah, like I did not realize that that had even occurred. Um, but yeah, very some of the most bizarre imagery I've ever seen um, and some of the saddest. I mean, a Confederate flag has never, ever been in the U.S. Capitol until yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is an astonishing thing to think about. And Max did some research about the portrait of the person that was behind um, the picture of the man with the Confederate flag. And I want to say his last name was Morrill because there's always like a Morrill Hall at colleges and things like that. And he fought for the 14th Amendment, which was like everybody's equal rights. I didn't write any of this down. He just told me all of this this morning. It's off the cuff. But it it was kind of another added um, symbolism to that photo of, you know, him walking into the Capitol with a Confederate flag that had never has never reached 
the Capitol, even during the Civil War, it never got that far. And to have him walk in front of somebody that was um, a staple for the equality of everybody is really a jarring image to see. Um, yeah, yeah. And utter chaos around that yeah. just complete, I mean, the pictures of people in the house, like, it, just crazy. In the chambers. I never know what to call it. Is it the chambers? Like the big room with all the... That, that big room is the chamber. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like seeing those pictures to me was like, what the fuck? And then seeing the images of all of the senators hiding. God, horrifying. I yeah. cannot imagine. The, the way that those senators were able to somehow go on with their day and finish their job with the trauma that they went through is amazing to me. I don't know how they did that. Yeah, and Congress people. And Congress people, yeah. yes. And aides mm-hmm. and so many people that were there um, that were able to stay. Um, I mean, the people that saved the ballots from being destroyed or taken. Mm-hmm. You know, there were so many people that showed such bravery yesterday. Um, they all are worth recognition. Yeah. So today, in the aftermath of what happened um, on Thursday, Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, they both got together and called for an invocation of the 25th Amendment Mm -hmm. against Trump. This has never been used before and, in fact, is usually only used whenever a president is incapacitated. That's why it was created. Right. not for something like this. Right. Uh, however, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the new uh, Democratic Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said that they wanted him removed from office via the 25th Amendment. Pelosi said, I joined the Senate Democratic Leader in calling on the Vice President to remove this president by immediately invoking the 25th Amendment. If the Vice President and Cabinet do not act, the Congress may be prepared to move forward with impeachment. And um, Chuck Schumer said that this was, of course, the quickest, most effective way um, to just do it today. Mike Pence would need to just stand up and call for a vote of the cabinet um, to have Trump impeached. Right, but I I believe that I heard that even if Mike Pence were to do it right away and call for a vote, that it wouldn't go through right away, that it could be more of a symbolic Thing? I don't think so. I think no? if they invoked the 25th Amendment and that it would the be cabinet immediate? voted, the cabinet would have to vote. So it would be the majority of cabinet members plus the vice president. Um, it's basically a vote of no confidence in the president um, and he could be removed from power. But P- Pence didn't do that. Like if we decide to go the other way and work towards impeachment for the next two weeks because the president has been deemed too unhinged um, right. to be in office. I don't know how long that would take now that the I Democrats- think realistically it it wouldn't really happen. But uh, what I was hearing on NPR earlier is that if there could be at least some sort of impeachment trial in the works, he would still be the first president to be impeached twice or like that could still happen. And that would be kind of like his political punishment, sort of speak. Well, I mean, I think we're beyond symbolic punishments at this point. Oh, but like he I, I was listening to CNN earlier and because the Democrats now have control of the House and the Senate, mm-hmm. it is possible that they could rush through an impeachment without having a large trial, because unlike the last impeachment with the quid pro quo, if we all remember yeah. that conversation yeah. with Ukraine, um, this is different than that there is a direct line between trump saying 
something to his followers and action being taken against the Capitol. There is a direct line of him saying, we are going to march on the Capitol and then them marching on the Capitol and into the Capitol building. So you really could, I mean, there's, it's an open and shut case provided that the house and the Senate both agree. So I don't know how long that would take realistically, if that's something that they were going to try and pursue because the 25th yeah. amendment is not going to happen. Pence is too much of a baby, too much of a baby. to yeah, make exactly. it happen. I mean, when this recording comes out, we've got 12 days until Biden's official inauguration. I mean, we'll just have to see what can be done in less than two weeks. Um, I think well, if there is a chance, I, Max and I were making a joke last night that if Pence you know, took the 25th that we should buy as much uh, Biden 46 memorabilia as we could, because wouldn't he then technically be the 47th president if if Pence had done it? Well, I don't I don't know. I don't know if they would swear him in as president or if he would just be still the vice president, but in charge. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it would work. Um, But Trump did speak today just before we recorded. So Thursday, once again, um, just before we recorded. And um, he did finally officially concede the election, but also menacingly told his followers at the end of his speech that, quote, this is only the beginning. Yeah. and I fully believe that. I think that uh, yeah. that's why Ted Cruz did what he did, because he's not hitching his star to the Republican Party. He is hitching his star to the Trump cult. Yep. Um, I fully believe that. And, you know, Trump speaking today, I've never heard him sound less like himself than I heard today. And it's very clear to me that his his people sat him down and said, if you don't get in front of cameras and say exactly what we tell you to say, exactly how we tell you to say it, we will remove you from power right now. Right. Um, And so I'm sure that that was probably why the 25th Amendment was not used. Right. um, Because Trump was a good little boy and did what he was supposed to do today. Yeah. Um, He is back on Twitter. So Wait, I thought he was removed from Twitter or maybe... For 12 hours. I keep getting everything wrong. I think, then is it Facebook that he's not allowed on until after? He's not allowed on Facebook or Instagram. The inauguration? Um, I'm not sure of the date on that. But yeah, he's not allowed on those. Uh, He is back on Twitter for how long? Who knows? Um, But that's where I saw that video was that he tweeted that video of him basically saying, hey, it's over. And he actually said the words that Biden was going to be inaugurated on the 20th. So he did finally actually officially concede as far as I'm concerned. Thank God. Um, Yeah. I mean, thank God. But like, I think it was was exactly two months since it was because wasn't it November 7th that Biden was announced? I think so. Wow. Yeah, I think so. Wild. Yeah. 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 It's 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 been crazy. It's been and it's not over. Mm-mm. Like, that's the thing is it's it's nowhere near over. I'd been saying since the election, like, I'm scared that we're going to have a civil war. There were people there wearing shirts that said civil war that said MAGA civil war January 6, 2021. Yeah. So they planned this. This, you is... know, they planned it badly because they're all dumb. Yeah. But they've all set a precedent for what could happen in the future with somebody who is smarter. And that is why we have to 
put these people down. Yeah. There have to be consequences for people like Ted Cruz. There Definitely. have to be consequences for Trump. I like, mean, luckily, there have to be. their colleagues want that. I mean, everybody that I've seen, both on the Republican and the Democratic side, everybody that I've seen speaking on CNN, very much feel strongly about not wanting to work with the people that have chosen Trump over their country and, and democracy. And P- I've been hearing people say there will be retribution. Like the people, I, I truly believe that the senators and the uh, Congress people that were there yesterday are not going to take this lying down, especially now that we have control of both the House and the Senate. Everybody deserves to be punished severely for this. Yeah, I, I hope they follow through. Unfortunately, I, I'll believe it when I see it because right. I just don't think I feel like the Democratic Party is very weak in that way. Like they like to do a lot of and, and Joe Biden seems like the poster child for this. Unfortunately, um, there's a lot of forgive and forget. Yeah, kind of like we'll act right. If you act right, we need to meet in the middle kind of bullshit. Right. And he and was like, continuing. No, you can't do that. He was continuing that conversation yesterday about meeting in the middle and no, um, we're you beyond can't. that. You know, I was watching CNN all all night, and Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo both had really great things to say about. No, I I cannot meet you. I can't meet these people in the middle. There is no, no way when you are that and far wrong, you're gonna have to work to come to me. The reason why we're in the position that we're in is because Democrats keep insisting on meeting in the middle, uh-huh. and Republicans don't. Uh-huh. So the middle is just getting pulled further, further and away. further right. That's what's happening. So we have to fucking stop that no more coddling them enough like this was a terrorist attack on our nation's capital with our lawmakers our vice president and our vice president elect all in the building yeah there were pipe bombs found enough all of these people honestly they should be tried for sedition if they're not tried for sedition they should at least be kicked out of the senate like ted cruz should be kicked out of the senate are you kidding me percent what he there's no way i mean that that is the biggest thing that i am hoping for over the next few days as i'm watching the news is that there's going to be more developments about what's going to happen to the lawmakers in our country that have supported this because there has to be drastic action taken immediately yeah i mean we'll see what happens i don't know um ted cruz's twitter is very defensive yeah um but like the truth is you you made the wrong call bro you may and you continue doubled down on it and you're gonna have yeah. to i hope that you whatever have to Trump has to offer you um is good enough for you because i think that your days are numbered as a lawmaker in this country and if they're not there should be yeah. we have to change the way we're doing things we shouldn't have been in this position in the first place that's no, where i'm this, at <laughs> it, it, no it, you're completely right it there is no way that this ever should have happened. There's no way it ever should have gotten that far. There's no way they ever should have been let into the chambers. There's so there's so many ways that this was too far. And there's been so many times that they've gone too far before that it almost is like, you know, a broken record. Like they've taken it just too far. Right. They need to, the FBI needs to find all of those people. They need to be charged with terrorism. They need jail yeah. time. Like, it's serious jail time. Yeah. I mean, and these people, there's photos of them everywhere. They're not going to be hard to find. Like, this is. No, there's, I went to some of their pages on Twitter same. today and they're proud of it. They're yeah. still talking about it. They're not ashamed of it. They obviously think that nothing real is going to happen to them. Yeah. Um, so 
the only way to stop this from happening again is to put it down, yeah. put it down hard, um, show that this is unacceptable in this country. Exactly. Uh, because otherwise it's going to happen again. Yeah. It's 100% going to happen again. We can't treat this differently than any other terrorist attack that's ever been upon our country. Like, we, we can't treat this differently because... They're white and they're Americans. And I feel like yeah. that's going to be the easy way out for a lot of people. But it, it simply cannot happen. Yeah, I agree. Okay, can I lighten the mood? Sure. So, you know that video that we got on Instagram of the girl with her mother where they listen to the podcast and the mom has a face mask on? Mm-hmm. Did you read the part that she translates it to her mother because her mother doesn't speak English? I didn't. Oh, That's amazing. My gosh. And it made it made the video that much funnier to me because I can tell now the mother is just kind of like sitting there listening. And I, I can tell now the daughter, I'm sure, is going to repeat right after. But like that is some dedication to like listen to a show or watch a movie and to translate like that is impressive it is. to me to listen to us ramble for an hour and somehow decipher what we're rambling about is it's so cool it's such a cute moment I don't know I just like I I, I was maybe too obsessed with that than I should have been but no I think that that's so cute that, thank you if you're listening right now thank you so much for listening yeah. and for sharing with your mom that's wonderful it was so cute so that that totally made my day and I wanted to mention it because I thought that was such that's such an impressive thing to do I can barely speak one language so <laughs> you know <laughs> makes me happy when people are that talented at things Oh, well, I mean, so much for this being our mini episode of the week, Keegan. I knew it was going to be long. Oh, I knew it was. Especially, like, there was no way. Especially when we decided we were just going to do the one tonight. I'm like, we're going to talk forever. And there was just, there was so much more that I could have said, too. There's, I I saw so many great speeches, you know, when the Senate reconvened yesterday. I heard so many great things on CNN. You know, I think we could go on about this so much further and... I'm terrified to see where it's going to go. Um, like you said, I, I don't think it's the end. This is only the beginning because these people are still so dedicated to him. So let's hold on tight, I guess. Yeah, buckle up. Um, I'm, I still think that he needs to be removed from office, but he won't be. So we just have to hope that they can keep him under wraps uh, until the 20th. But Someone also brace yourself... Him. Uh, brace yourself after the 20th, because once he's not the president anymore, unless he's arrested or something happens, he isn't letting go of the power that he has um, obtained. No, that would be impossible for him. No, he's a narcissist. Yeah. He, he's going to try and funnel it into something else. He's going to try and keep the cult of Trump alive. Yeah. So we all need to be vigilant about that, uh, cognizant of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he needs to be legitimately punished, like not like we said, not just symbolically or anything like that. He he needs to be in prison. I really hope it happens. Yeah. I really do. <sighs> All right, everybody. Another reminder that we have our three-year anniversary episode coming up, and we want to answer all of your questions. We are going to be doing an Ask Me Anything episode. So if you have any questions that you have for us, whether that be about feminism or just personal questions about us or silly questions, I mean, anything, anything you got, We've gotten quite a few. We have, um, but we definitely are willing to take as many as we can get. So keep sending them in. The deadline for that is going to be January 18th. So you've got 10 days 
after this episode comes out to get all of those questions in. Thank you to all of those who have already sent yours in. We so appreciate it. Uh, go ahead and email us your questions at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at angry neighborhood feminist and follow us there. We have a Twitter that we sometimes use at Yamp Podcast. Y A N F podcast we have a facebook business and group page on the business page you can go ahead and rate and review us and on the group page you can chat with the other listeners and share things it's great if you haven't already go on over to apple podcasts and leave us a review there it helps us out so much and another way to help us is by listening to us on radio public it is an app where it is free for you to listen and it helps us just a teeny tiny bit in return all right with all that being said, we encourage you to rage on. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.